So are the senators ca a cap team now? I mean, the summer of Pierre, it's a. Uh... It's looking like they may be a cap ceiling team. They might be cap strapped soon. Like, okay, maybe I'm exaggerating. They have 11 million left, and they only, you know, they don't have many big signings left, right? They got Brandstrom, Formington, and Matthew Joseph. But, I mean, I could see them having, like, you know, only 8 million left, which is, which is wild. I'm sorry, that's wild. We always thought there'd be like cap floor, right? But like, I don't know, man. This is kind of like a statement type of offseason they're having. I mean, you started with what? Trading Matt Murray to the Leafs. And then first day of free agency, you give Claude Drew a 6.5 uh, AAV for three years. It's It's like saying, you know, we're ready and we're ready to... Sure, 35-year-old Cam Talbot, I, I don't know, question mark a bit, but the rest of the moves are like, we're ready to compete in this arms race uh, in the Atlantic Division. I mean, I'm fine with that, right? Because Forsberg played 46 games last season, and he was he's pretty good, right? He's... Fairly solid, like a one A one B. I think yeah, so like, is like a fairly, I don't like, see anything wrong with that. No, no, absolutely not. But like, I'm thrown off. Right, free agency comes in. Well, so we started the draft again, the Debrinket trade, which was solid, and like signing Claude Giroux. And what is this? Like, I'm sorry. When I think of the Ottawa Senators, I think of, hey, what can we get at the discount barrel? Or, like, right. what if we dump X player to here? Yeah. Like, that's the team I'm used to, where you're eating contracts because the cash is getting too high. Like, Zaitsev, where he has another 4.5 uh, AV for two more years. Yeah. So, like, for example, when we started, you know... When Matt Murray signed his deal, I called it. He wasn't going to sit through the whole deal. I, this wasn't what I was expecting. I thought he would just, oh, my God, that's just too much cash. They get rid of not because they want it to be competitive. competitive. <laughs> like, the Matt Murray deal was a precursor to getting Cam Talbot because they felt Cam Talbot would be more com- makes the team more competitive. Yes. Like, what are we watching in between – like what are we watching? I mean, like, didn't didn't the Sens have like I don't know, twenty five million when uh, free agency opened up or something? Something like that. And now they have what'd you say like eleven six? I'm pretty yeah. sure they had, pretty sure twenty five sounds were right because six and a half for uh, Giroux, um, seven point nine five. So we'll just do eight because I can't do math. Eight for Norris. Um, what does that come to? 14 and a half. And then Debrink get another 6.4. So it's what, 24? No, they had 30 something million, I think, to start. Jesus. Yeah, so this season, they're like, they're ready. It's like they want to compete and they don't want to waste, you know, Kachuk, um, Batherson, those guys. They don't, it's Shabbat even. It's just like they don't want to waste their prime years. Is it wild to me that Ottawa can pull in hometown? 
hometown discount players. Like everyone understood Toronto, Montreal, New York to a degree, like the hometown discount, like for competitive teams. I yes. did not expect hometown discount Ottawa Senators. Maybe because it's a smaller city type of deal, right? Like who who do hometown discount? Claude Giroux. Okay. You think he would right. he would have gotten more than six point five? Maybe not. Maybe I think maybe I think he could have gotten seven seven and a half. But I'm also thinking he's in the tail end of his career. Like he wants to, you know. I thought he would if he was going to get a discount. Sign for a team like the Abs, for example, or the Lightning. Corey, like I like Corey Perry. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, like I think six point five is actually like fair value for a player like him. I think, like you said, I think you got more, but I think maybe they sold him. It's like, hey, you know, if you join us, you can we'll do X, Y, and Z moves, but okay, we'll also a pay you. Who's made seventy eight million too? Right? Like, I guess I'd also my also assumption was like, eh. When you've got that much money, like, and time is linear, your focus is on get winning a cup, right? You've only got so many years left. Maybe he has faith. Man, this team sucked last year. <laughs> no, I, I understand that, but it's also like, oh, he has a full no move clause too. Jeez. So, like, does is there actually pressure to perform on DJ Smith now this year? Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't you? Like, you got Claude Giroux. You got like. Another eight years of uh, Josh Norris. You got to bring Cat. You got well, Cam Talbot. You got like a like a pretty solid back end, and an incredible like top six. I would say it's up there. Really? Would it not be? What a oh, top six? Oh, I was thinking top six defense. My bad. I was like top six no, defense. No, I was no, like, no, no, no. You're telling me Nikita Zaitsev would be your part of your incredible top six? Yeah, okay. No, no, no. Their their defense possession about. I'm kind of like iffy about, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like looking at like the top six in their forward group, their goalie I think is capable of not blundering it every other game. So, but like this feels like a team that is competitive for a playoff spot, but not necessarily a cup contender, which I which I like expected Claude Drew to sign with. Maybe he just want to go home. Maybe he. Yeah, no, no, maybe, I get it. Yeah, that's what I was like. Saying. When this is done, he'd be thirty-seven. Then he'd be like, "Oh, now I have, say, three years to cup chase." I guess. Yeah, maybe this is like his last big contract, right? So might as well make the money. Yeah, because remember how Florida offered him one million, and he's like, "Ha see you later." Yeah. No, well, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, and that's basically the theme of our podcast, right? Alston's wrong. Uh, and with let's let that simmer in by starting the show proper. You're listening to the Bag of Pucks podcast, part of the National Podcast Network. And we are back. So, who had the crazier offseason? The Blue Jackets? The Lightning? And I had an offseason, free your frenzy. Blue Jackets? The Lightning? Or my personal dark horse? The Red Wings. I thought you were going to say the Canes. The Canes are up there, too. Like, okay, which one do you want to kind of start with? Let's get it. Let's get. Let's, let's just get it out there. Let's go with the Blue Jackets. Yeah. Tell me why you are absolutely losing your mind right now. Uh, you know how we said in our little chat saying, oh, Gaudreau went to the Jackets? I went, no, he didn't. And then you started laughing. 
Yeah, I just started laughing. I, you know, sometimes you know those things that you know it just happens. You just sit there and you start laughing. Yeah, that's basically what you know. I had to because I, for one, did not expect that to happen. Yeah, no one expected that to like, happen, right? There's got to be a prop there of like you know which just which um where he would go between, I think Philly, Dev. Uh, so like sorry, Flyers, Devils, uh, Islanders. I think were the top three. And yeah. and not Calgary because um he kind of openly said that he's not going back, mm-hmm. but I think like uh, you know Jackets were like bottom like third if you're doing prop bets like that was not a thing that I thought of until I kind of saw that rumor. I was like, oh, like he was offered rumored a uh, twelve million dollar contract, and I was like, uh, I guess. And then you signed him for nine point seven five, and I was like. I guess. Like, okay, so we understood he turned down the the flames. Yes. Because he wanted to go home. Yes. Isn't it that much closer? But you know what? I'm not complaining. But I I think my question for you is, where does this leave Patrick Liney? They have three million in cap space. Yeah. Lightning is not making three million. No, I understand that, but you I mean, I think there's gonna be one of those uh, future considerations happening soon. So you do believe he's leaving? No, I think with one of the other guys. Okay, can I toss a name and you tell me if that's someone you would consider for future considerations? Yeah, go ahead. Um Gustav Nyquist? Yeah. Is that is that the name that probably gets tossed out there? Nyquist? Yeah, I think with one year left on five million, I think you need five a and a half just... on one year. If you combine yeah. the two together, you get what eight point six, and yeah. line A probably makes less than eight point six. Possibly, if it depends on the depends on the length of the deal, right? So it's I think I think he might be the odd man out. Given his contract, okay, but they do have Jenner, Texier, and a goalie. Tarasov, yeah, yeah, in IR. So Jenner is a center. Texier plays all three, four positions. This leaves them with a lot of wiggle room to a degree. Do they not? Like, thing is, I guess Jenner is probably not up for the season, right? So you still think it's it's going to be one of those trades? I think so. I the thing is like, it kind of feels like the Tavares thing where it's like, oh, we didn't expect to get him. Now what do we do? Yeah, it's okay. Let's get him first and then figure it out from there. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those where like, go over the cap. We'll deal with it before the, before the uh, yeah season yeah because because you know twenty four hours ago you and I were like, uh there's. No chance it's happening. Like you're gonna yeah. have ten million, and that ten million you can just whatever to send send half of it or like a bunch of it to Line A. Who cares? So but that's now, my first question mark. Yeah. The second question mark is why the hell did they sign Gabranson a four by four with a no modified no trade clause for ten teams? That's a great question. That um, <clears throat> we can you know maybe send an email to Yarmo. Maybe he was like the reason that Gaudreau came. It's like, hey, 
if you assign my buddy, I'll come over. Right? So here's my question. I don't fully understand why Gabranson has been able to get such high paying contracts, for a lack of a better word. He, I would say a lot of advanced folks would say that I'm being too kind. I think he's an NHL player. I think he's a bottom six guy. A lot of advanced folks would disagree with me and say he's not. But I think as a bottom six, he brings, you know, truculence, grit, leadership, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But do you and think it's worth I, I four th- million though? Yeah, I think it's like four million. Like Okay, so you know the whole adage of whole, especially when you're in your 30, right? 30, 34, like what his contract is. Yeah. You're paying extra term to buy down the amount. Right? Because like big physical players tend to break down younger just because it's just you know a a lot more strain on their body right yeah so i'm sure they cut in consideration right so ideally i think you go for a one or two year deal with a guy like Branson just before the body breaks down early but yeah so my question is if you ask them how much you wanted for a one or two year deal did they want at least five maybe even six yeah but then like if you give them two years you know, five million AAV as ten as ten million. Yeah, versus sixteen. Over- someone asked someone, so they asked for ten for five. Like they asked, I they thought he could be a five million dollar player. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I think it's one like you said, it's one of those, you know, bottoms bottom four kind of guy, nitty gritty leadership. Like he's one of those sandpaper guys where you know. The last but you don't sign sandpaper guys to, to four, four deals. No, I know. No, I know. This is a question mark, but I think it's one of those like, hey, what if you know he was the factor that he was a factor that control came. It's like, hey, you know, like we're just not here. We could be hanging out again. I and, would. Okay, I don't know about the whole buddy situation, but I could understand in that angle in the sense of look, you paid not almost ten million dollars for your prized asset here. Yeah. It's a smaller guy. You know what I mean? I mean, we he, have Cam Atkinson forever. Like, I could see, like, hey, maybe you want, like, a bigger, you know, tough, quote-unquote, guy to kind of protect him. But, like, I don't know. It seems four, four million for your protection just seems like a lot. You know what I mean? I feel like probably could have gotten someone like Jan Ruda for a lot less. That's yeah. I mean, and he did go for less, to be fair. Um, but I guess we'd like you know pay that, pay that, pay that extra money. It's like so your ten million dollar asset doesn't get hurt, maybe. Yeah, like obviously, like if you approach from that aspect, I kind of understand a bit better why you know they did it. But I mean, like. Is he such a asset in terms of like people clamoring to get him that like they're worried that if they don't offer four, someone will give him for like you know four over yeah. this amount of years? Yeah. The thing, well, the funny thing is, Branson signed first, 
by a few hours and we're like, haha, what kind of contract is this? And then it's like, Gaudreau signs for seven years. And we're like, haha, what kind of contract is this? Man, if I'm if I'm Erica Branson and they're like, hey, look, we have four by four. And you're like, four like per year? Because that's what I thought too. I thought, oh, four in total. That's like, yeah, not bad at all. Whatever. Yeah, it's like, you know, one million for a year for Branson. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's even actually a bit underpaid, but okay, whatever. Yeah. And a four by four per year. I'm like, I don't care what team it is. Yeah, also, where is it? Oh, <laughs> I'm care. playing I'm playing in the middle of, of Brazil. Okay, I'll just learn how to fight snakes, but okay. I think a fair value would be like 2.5 to 3, really. Yes, I think that's pretty good. But, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. But I think if I'm seeing it, it's like Gaudreau has a kid coming out soon. It's like he he's friends with a few guys on the team. And, and it's like, like a good city. I understand to... in the sense of like, look, there was no bad team he could have taken. No, every team offered him like nine point five, ten million, whatever. Yeah, I don't think there was a bad team. I think the only if, maybe if he went to like Arizona, I'd be like, what, what, what? Right, but they also have all the cap space. Yeah, but like you know, if they went to Arizona, I'd be a bit more confused. But Columbus, fine. Yeah, there's no big deal. In terms of big deal, though, what the hell is Tampa Lightning doing? Well, hang on. they are signing guys for another eight years. That's what they're doing. So they're just—I don't know. Like, <laughs> how much is Victor Hedman getting if Sorgachev gets eight by eight and a half? Which is eight and a half is also what uh, Steven Stamkos is making, by the way. Cernak. 8 by 5.2, Sorelli 8 by 6.25. Oh my goodness, these deals. Yes. Yes. Like, everyone talks about how top-heavy the Leafs are. Like, look at this, right? Like, look, in terms of players making over 5 million in 2023-2024, I'm not going to look at the next year. Um... Kucherov, Point, Stamkos, Hedman, Sergachev, Chernak, Vasilevsky, Sorelli. I think I counted 12. Was that Sorelli, Vasilevsky, Cernak, Sergachev, Hedman, uh, Stamkos, Point, Kucherov. Sorry, was that eight? I can't count. I think it's less. I think it was less than 12. Yeah, it was less than 12. It was eight. I can't count. Um, let me know that I can't count. And Brent uh, Seabook. Nah, I don't count Brent Seabook. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a lot of players. I mean, the three extensions gave out within like a 10-minute span, it, it was hundred, basically $160 million. And you just handed it out. <sighs> Those three guys combined is like 160 It's just like, here is, here is money. So... I don't know. The big, the one I'm the most surprised about is I, I didn't expect Chernak to be getting that type of deal. Like he he's all right, but like this is a guy playing 16 minutes a game. Yeah, but I think losing McDonough and stuff, it's gonna shake up their defense core a bit, and he's gonna be more responsible for 
the top four and not kind of jump up and down that uh, that lineup. Oh, I don't know, man. Just well, like they lost. A they lost Ruda, like Sorry, go ahead. They lost Ruda, so like, could he play up there? I guess. Like right now, yeah, I guess it would. But this just seems a little bit like, and this is probably what it is, and I I totally get it. Where it's like you can start to see your window start to close. And you're like, screw it. I might as well just go balls deep, try to win another one. And then if I lose, like if, if I win the cup, no one cares. But then if not, I will start descending into the absolute train wreck of the future. Yeah, but you also had two cups out of it. Yeah, you bought a whole bunch of cups, so it doesn't matter. No. Like in the same deal as in, I'm going to bring the Kings again. No one cares that we sucked for a couple of years, you know, like last couple of years, because we won 2012, 2014. No one cares. We get it. It's no fine. no one cares that um, Jonathan Cook has like a $5 million contract. Yeah, no one up cares. Up to like next year. Like, I would say people complained about it, but yes. Dustin Brown's deal, I was fine. Like, I think most people were fine because they understood, look, we needed that to win the cup. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I'd say, you know, you take out this person, would you still win? I mean, the funny thing is Nick Paul's also there for the foreseeable future, too. <sighs> that's a, that's a definitely one of those deals when you play, like, the NHL video games. Before, just like, look, what, if I just keep tuning the years, which was the lowest AAV of the asking price? Yeah. And you're just like, I guess seven years has the lowest AAV. All right, we're trying to sign, we'll sign you seven years then. Basically, yeah. Because, like, I'm sorry, the, the most the comparable I got immediately was Brandon Tanev. I was thinking, like, Colton Sissons. That's what I heard, too. Um, I think just the term for a guy, you know, you expect in a third lineup, just like, I, I guess, all right, you, well, you got you to gotta do what you got to do. But yeah, to bring down the AAV, because, like you said, the window is closing. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. So this one wasn't a big signing, but this one was very similar to Goodbranson. In what world does Nick Delorier get a four-year deal? Delorier, Benning. Um, like this is signed? this is the type. Like I don't know. Maybe this is the thing, right? Maybe, maybe those guys you bring on to protect your stars. They're getting term now. Maybe we're just getting left behind, right? Like, Delorier, like, in my mind, at least, let me know if I'm wrong. It's a type of guy you bring in to protect your stars, right? Like, last year, he had, what, 113 penalty minutes in 81 games? Um, yeah. Like, he, he brings sandpaper, for lack of a better word, to, to your team. Like, you can pretty much guarantee him for about 80, point, 80 uh, penalty minutes, at least. Or I mean, like how many how many games he play like a minute per game basically. Uh, that math is roughly right to be honest here. Yeah. Yeah, a minute a game, and he's a guy who's playing, what, eleven minutes a game last year. This is also a Chuck Fletcher signing. It's a very Chuck Fletcher signing, but I'm fine if it's such a small amount, a cap hit. Yeah, like the one point seven five. Like yeah, the the term is a bit concerning but i think i think 1.75 you can kind of stomach it as, well, yeah, as, okay, so, as you know as shitty as it sounds 
Yeah, I think at the end of the day, in the upcoming year, I believe they're able to bury 1.125, right? So 1.75, I don't think they're burying this year. I think next year, maybe you start considering it's 1.15. So this cap hits really, what, 600,000? Which is whatever. Yeah, which is like not great, but also, hey, you know what? It's better than burying whatever good brands it would be. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's the one I was just like, oh, I guess maybe maybe that's what they're going for these days. But the Flyers are interesting. I think the Flyers aren't being talked up enough where – they have no cap space left, by the way. They have 700000 and they got to re-sign Tippett, Frost, McEwen, RFAs. Yeah, I'm sure they'll do some cap shenaniganery. Frost. Um, well, they have Allison Couture on the, on the LTIR. So, like, they, they'll be able to resign them. But this is just a very I-don't-know-what's-going-on type of team. They, I don't They've think... good young players and, like, Cam York. Uh, I, I really like Cam York. Yeah. Um, and you know guys like Morgan Frost, right? But at the same time, Provorov has fallen off a cliff. Um, like I, I, feel I think like, though he's like more of a offensive defenseman, and you need a solid like Jan Ruda type beside him. Yeah, and at the same time, it's they would be much easier to fix the problems if. They didn't have for Salina. Like in my mind, in terms of like top thirty on each position, I would say they've only got one, maybe two guys, right? So I think Couturier is a top thirty center. Uh, top thirty. Um, okay. like I'm saying, if I'm looking at just top thirty, is my my filter. Okay. I would say Couturier is top thirty, and I'd say Konechny is bubbling in the thirty mark around there. He's in and out at times. Yeah. So I'd say he's bubbling around there, right? But Ah, uh, they pay a lot of guys like more than their top thirty. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Kevin Hayes. Hayes. Kevin Hayes. Uh, I would also say Ristolainen kind of messed up their entire cap situation. I'm not trying to be dramatic here, but that trade was so bad. He doubled down. That he had to, you had to double down though. Yeah, and I understand. Sorry, and I don't understand it, but like. Yes, I understand that he had doubled down on it. It just sucks that it's he gave him a five year deal for five point one. Like you gave up a first and a second and Hag, but like Hag I think was just a regular top six guy, you know what I mean? If top six. But you gave up a, a two premium picks. You can't not re sign him after, you know what I mean? And then you signed D'Angelo for five million for two years. That I'm fine with. Yeah. But those two combined is more than one could Do you know what they could have kept and probably would have done just as well with? No, I actually don't really know. If they didn't trade Shane Goddard the day before for future considerations, along with the second and the seventh, Shane Goddard had struggled minus 23 last year in the Arizona Caddies, had 51 points. But also, this year's his last year of his deal. So they're going to have to suffer through two more years. So they're going to have Gosses Bear instead of another five over Salinan. They could have kept Gosses Bear. 
Yeah, like, but Chuck Fletcher. The Goddard deal was done so they could get Ristolainen. Right? Because yes. it was a day before. Like clearly these two were, in my opinion, at least they're they were interlinked. You do you do A and then you can do B. Yeah. So if you put the two together, they gave up Hag, oh. Goddard Bear, a first, two seconds, and a seventh for Rasmus Ristolainen. Not including the cap damage they did there. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's rough, to be honest. Yeah, put the two together. Because I, 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 I think you should. You need to put the two together. You have to. If, if, if it's going the way that you said, you have to. It's like once in, they're all interlinked with each other. And I think here's, again, I'm going to go back a bit to the first part of the uh, pod. But I think if he dumped JVR, he could have signed Goodrow on a silver platter. Well, at the same time, he has to want to come too, right? No, he did. He basically he basically said, I'm pretty sure he basically said, yeah, like, I would like he wouldn't mind playing Philly. I'm pretty certain. Um, don't like quote me on that, but I'm pretty certain. Man, that's rough. If he manages to dump JVR, but then by noon, Fletcher was like, we have no, what we don't want to make any more moves. We're done. Okay, but in Fletcher's defense. To dump a JBR, you're you're giving up a first and some stuff, right? You dump so much for Gossip Bear. What more? Okay, well, that's the point is, if you dump next year's first, you don't want to pick to the third round. For a team that's trying to, I think, retool, you don't want first. Um, you do have two firsts in 2024. Maybe that's what you want to do, but like, for I, I think teams are asking for two firsts for JBR's contract right now. Maybe a first and a third or some of that. Mm. Like you're gonna be paying a premium, and, and a team that's retooling, can you really give up a premium? But, but, um, if Vegas can dump Patcheretti for yes. for that, do you not think that future considerations can just be tossed out? Because that's okay, been happening. If you lately. just trade, if you just get rid of JVR deal. They get seven point seven cap space. That's not signing Kidro. Yeah, I think I so think you the... can't just trade JVR. No, yeah, I think that, that's what I'm saying. I think the D'Angelo thing also fucked it up. Five million I mean, for two years. I, I get it, though. I think he was he played pretty well though, so it's fine. I get it. It's fine in my books. Like no, I know, but it's, but it's like if you can have one or the other, that's what I'm looking at. It's like you can have one or the other. You give up X and JVR and, you know, don't sign T- D'Angelo. Honestly, given the two options, I sign D'Angelo and keep JVR. Because it's short term. They have a bigger hole on defense. It's also shorter term. By and like D'Angelo's a lot. making good. The man, D'Angelo, I feel, is. I thought he'd sign for at least six and a half. He's that good. Yeah, you know what? I yeah, yeah. He's also just twenty six. Yes. So like, I guess the two years maybe was requested by D'Angelo. So, you know, he goes to his prime on a bigger deal, gets him more money. Jeez. So I, I'm actually fine with that deal. I think it's actually a pretty good deal. Um, but the Flyers as a whole, you think is like? It's a huge question mark. The deal that I I'm also like questioning is. How does Ilya Mikheyev make four at four point seven five with the Canucks? 
I think we expected like three, maybe three and a half. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a, that's the type of deal you regret in like two years. Benning is like not there anymore, right? At all. When he's not there. Like not with the organization. Yeah, it's Patrick Alvin. Yeah. And I just want to like confirm that he's not like, you know, you know, shout out puppeting anyone. No, there. I don't I don't think so. It's <sighs> I don't know, man. Like four point seven five for a guy who's career high thirty two. Who's very fast, but defense isn't his game. Career has thirty two points, which is this season. Yes. His his um closest comparables are Mason Marchment that who signed with signed, the, yeah. Yeah. So, I follow. My guy. Um but that also makes you wonder, like when you like Marchman you bring up a good point, Marchman. Is that the market price this offseason? For middle and six guys? Yeah. Probably because I think we're expecting the cap to boom in a couple of years. So the four point seven five would feel like a three in a couple of years. Maybe, but like four point seven five from a cab is just seems like a lot. Like No a hundred percent is. It it's not as bad as the offseason where they signed Roussel, um Beagle, Beagle Erickson. and Eric, not Erickson. Not Erickson. Um another grit guy. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Like there's one off season they're just like what if we just overpay for fourth liners? Yes. It's not as bad as that. So don't get me wrong. There's not even close to that. But this just seems like one you regret very quickly. Like right now, he probably slots in as your fourth, third line. Maybe even fourth line. Cause so Pedersen, Pedersen you know, um, Kuzmenko, which they're very high about. Um Played went over a point a game in SKA St. Petersburg last year. Um, Pearson and McCabe was your four left wingers. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if we're a third line guy for four point seven five, maybe a second line guy. Okay, okay. I guess maybe we make a second line. It's more palatable, but that's rough. Like all we hear this season is, "Hey, are they trading JT Miller? Are they trading JT Miller? Are they trading JT Miller?" It's been happening for like a year. If not, more. I think you. I think you gotta trade JT Miller now, right? I think. I think that relationship is soured. Well, not just that. Like you just don't have a spot for him. Remember, Niels Hoglander is on. Not like he's gonna. He's gonna want to play too. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, there you go. Yeah, like that's another person you gotta put on there too. Jesus, this uh, is a, this is. I don't know. It just feels like every couple of years. The Canucks will maneuver out of a mess, and I just be like, "That was fun. Let's do that yeah. again." <laughs> Want to see me do it again? And that's yeah, exactly what they do. It's basically they they get into a mess and they go, "Oh, okay, we got on that one. So why don't we? We can definitely get out another one." But yeah, it's fine. We'll do it again. I think it was Louis Erickson. It's just you know his his contract is soured quickly. <sighs> okay, yeah, maybe it was Louis Erickson. I don't know, but like, yeah. Oh, Sutter. Sutter, yes, Sutter. Jesus. Yeah. Yes. It just it just soon as that just keeps on happening. Where it's they get out of mess, they just immediately go back into mess again. I, I don't think this one's be as bad as the other ones. 
I want to remind you, they're going to probably run with a pairing of Oliver Ekman Larson and Tyler Myers this year. Yeah, but that's a Benning, like, that's a Benning special. This that's, is not an Alvin, like. I would, I would argue inherited. that's probably the slowest pairing in the entire, in the entire NHL. Like skate skating ability wise. Like I mean, whichever skate. team Char signs with, him him's gonna drag it down a bit. To be fair, oh, drag down a bit, but you're going with two guys who have no speed left. But reach, we have reach. That pairing's also making over thirteen million against. That him. is a problem. That is an inherited problem that I feel really bad for him. <laughs> to be fair, it's not his. It's not his fault. I think mean, I'm also concerned on term as well. Like a four point seven five on a two year deal, I'm gonna get. But remember, Bo Horvat needs to do contract next year. He's not making five and a half next year. Uh, JT Miller, if he stays, is the UFA as well. Niels Hoglander needs a new deal. He's maybe the type of guy you probably give three and a half to. I think that's fair value for a couple of years, like a bridge. Yeah, that we never do anymore, but a bridge. Oh, remember that's a thing. I mean, don't get me wrong, probably not the worst contract I've seen, but just, huh. It just seemed like the drive into messes. Um, I think we underestimated how how much Benning really fucked his team with the signings. and. I trades. think we did too, honestly. I, like, now that we're talking about it, it's like, wow. Like, all this was, like, him. Yeah. And another team I'm also thinking is, like, just also kind of driving into a mess right now. I think I might be overreacting, but I feel like they're driving into a mess, don't you agree? Uh, Vegas? Oh, that's already a mess. We'll talk about that in a sec. The Oilers. Oh. Okay. Okay, so 5.125 for Kane, 5 for Campbell. I know the pundits will say, yeah, I'm overreacting. But, I mean, that's a very top-heavy line. A team that... Sir, have you have you met this team called the Toronto Maple Leafs? Yeah, I know. Don't get me wrong. I get it, too. But I feel like that's a team that will just, I don't, is missing something. I don't know what it is. This team is missing something. I don't think they've got good enough goaltending, but don't get me wrong. I feel it's an upgrade compared to the Leafs. The Leafs have, that's a, that's a, that's a risky gamble of Kyle Dubas and his, and his job. His goalie carousel is continuing. Yeah, like, if I'm staking my job on the line, I, I'm not the most confident staking it on Samsonov and Murray. Yeah, but we saw this year that I think you don't need an all-world contender, uh, all-world goal, goalie to win a cup. Yes, you, you, know, you know, with Kemper beating Vasilevsky. Like, but I think... I, I know, but I think they're like... You know, what if we just scored more? Honestly, what it felt like with the Leafs, though, was that they were like, all right, we'll eat his contract, but we want the third-round pick so we can trade it And when it comes to... A like, deadline? Yeah, a deadline. Like, that's that's what I... That's the vibe I got. Obviously, Cal Dubas would say, you know what, he's a good goalie and all that, right? But the vibe I got was just like, oh, we're more interested in the pick so we can actually trade it away later on it's an asset for later for him yeah it's an asset for later type of deal but okay so circling back to the oilers quickly so you think 
like yeah, top heavy McDavid, Drysaddle, Kane, Hopkins, Ni- uh, Hyman. Yeah, that's about right. And then the rest of the six, seven guys: Pui, RB, Yamamoto. Both RFAs, mind you. I don't be back. I'm not. I'm not concerned about my with what money. <sighs> um. Well, Clefbaum, A. Uh, B. Smith. Yeah. Um, I would say they probably Barry. Barry's been linked for a while. Barry, maybe. Or I don't even know, man. Because that's the only options you have. You can't really trade. You just signed Kulak, right? And the rest yeah. of the guys aren't even making enough money for you to move. Yeah, Cody CC played well last year. I can't believe I said that, but CC played well. So and Barry has a fairly. 4.5 so it's like it's enough and it'll get you a bit of a bit of space to use in, in a deadline really yeah and I, I feel like with the emergence of CC I don't know if you necessarily need Barry <laughs> wow <laughs> okay. I know right I have stress I can't believe that I'm saying words and like I feel like Bouchard played really well last year too oh so, he played incredibly well especially in the playoffs yeah too. so like you don't need a Barry Okay, I want to go back to Mace for a sec, though. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so I realized part of the reason why is that the Nick Ritchie deal from last year has a condition where it's either 2025 second or 2023 third. So assuming the Leafs are going to try to trade their – like they want to be able to trade their first-round pick, they you know want more than a fifth and a sixth available if – Arizona exercises the right to take their third instead, right? If they trade away their first, then Arizona takes their third, and they didn't make the Matt Murray deal. They'd have a, a one-fifth and a one-sixth round pick. One, yeah. Well, you lose your first, right? Yeah, if they trade it to, like, as a rental, you know. Deadline, deadline. deal thing, yeah. yeah. So I, I I, feel like I feel more, not vindicated, but more, like, powered in my belief that that was the reason why. That, you know, if they lose this pick, they still have Ottawa's third round pick. Yeah. You know, we're coming really close to the least um, stars hitting UFA. Like, their entire... Oh, don't board. worry. Sportsnet and TSN will, will let me know when that happens. We have two more years of everyone, basically. Please give me one more year of not hearing that until I wait till next year when that's all I'm going to hear about on TV. TV. Okay, Grandpa. Well, that's just shoved down my throat. Do you feel confident with Matt Murray and Samsonov? No. Oh, no. No, you have one guy who basically played the AHL all year. The other one was like a 1B starter. This is fine if you're the, I don't know, you're fine. This is fine if you're the Columbus Blue Jackets. This is fine if you're the New Jersey Devils. This is fine if you're the, I don't know, Seattle Kraken. The the Coyotes. That's fine. This is not fine for a team like Toronto, Tampa, uh, I don't know, Colorado. The Kings. Okay. <laughs> you know uh, I mean? it, it's, it's not for that. You have a 1B and a backup goalie. 
I mean, last year they basically had like a 900 save percentage with Campbell and whoever the backup was, Mrazic. No, Shalgren? Mrazic, no? I guess, yeah. This kind of the same thing, just with yeah, different guys. That clearly didn't work out. Just with different guys, but one's a two-time Stanley Cup champion. Okay, I don't, I don't care about the pedigree bullshit, all right? That means nothing to me. Um, that doesn't work. That didn't work out. Why do you think this would work out? Uh, because the Sens never made the playoffs with Murray. Oh, yeah. Murray's just going to step up in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like he's been storing the power for two years. I can totally see myself just eating these words in like two years when we when Matt Murray's just been insane for two years and is looking for like a $9 million deal or something. That would be insane. He, he, he First two years, he wins Cup, and then he shits the bed for a couple of years, and then he comes back and just bees a god mode. Yeah, he just doesn't. It's not like a a a bad player and then peaks and then bad. It's a good player troughs and then it's a good player again. <laughs> he just loses himself for a couple of years. It's like I am fine. Don't worry. He found himself. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> the reports of my death have been uh, fakely exaggerated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so I, I wanted to talk about this earlier. Um, the. Detroit Red Wings. Sneaky. Sneaky under the radar, maybe. Like, you could, he- I would, I would listen to the argument that he is, like, they got the best offseason. Okay. Oh. Cop, 5.625, five years. Uh, in terms of big deals, obviously, I'm not caring about like the smaller deals. The depth signings, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Parag two at four point seven five. Sherrod at four at four point seven five. Yeah. Quiet deals that work. Vili Busso only Mata to two point two five one year. I'll tell you right now, you're probably gonna regret it. I personally love the Mark Pizik deal at well, eight hundred fifty for one year. Again, the Vili Husso a few days ago. Vili Husso, 3 of 4.75. Like, this is quietly a very good team he's assembled. Not very good, like a pretty good team. Not, not like Stanley Cup competing. No, but, no, 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 no. But a huge improvement over last year. Like, my first thought is Ben Sherratt is a perfect, not perfect, but a very, very good partner for more insider. Fair enough. You have one guy who is, I'd say, pretty good, like respectable defensively, responsible, kind of gets what needs to be done. And, and you have yeah. one guy who's very, very good offensively and defensively has some has some growth to do. Which, plenty of time, given he's, what, 21? Yeah. No, it's fine. Expect yeah. it. Yeah. So, from there, I'm just like, this is an interesting group. Cop, good second-line center. I get it. You had to sign a term. Um, I get it. I like the term is, yeah, that made sense. And I don't know, it just seems like a, like a sneaky good one. Pro, good second, third line type of guy. I think he'll start this year, second line. If all goes to plan, he'll be third line next year. Yeah, 34 going to 35. But also, he's consistent. Yeah, like he's even very if he consistent. drops down to, let's say, 40 points this year. Oh I no, he, you, he's still going to score you like 17 goals. Oh, yeah, no. you, you get what you need from him. And then I think next year, you're expecting the young guys like Zadina to you know, step up and replace and flip the, the depth chart a little bit. Yeah, but not like a huge shakeup, but it's, it's fine. 
yeah, it's fine. I think that's your sneaky good like thing. Uh, sneaky good offseason free and frenzy. Like who's so bit of a gamble, but I get it. But it's also four point seven five, right? But it's also like it gives Darkovich some rest. Yeah. Ndalkovich played 59 games last year. Well, he played a starter role at a maybe below average starter. Yeah, and I think that last year was his like first season being like a full time starter, so I think it took a bit of a toll on him. Yeah. So I'm fine with that, honestly. And they have all their picks. That's what I was like, oh, about earlier. I just saw like it was solid Red Wings logos along the board. And they have money still. <laughs> do they really? Oh, they, they sure do. Money. They can keep making these deals if they want. And a lot of guys are UFAs next year. Yeah. Like, I don't think Sunquist uh, is a suitor or Sutter? Suitor. Suitor. Yeah. Like, those guys are coming up. Mata's, like, a lot of guys are UFAs. So you get another, like, 12, well, 13 million. They've got pieces too like they have sebastian casa they have uh, joe valeno's not coming out not kind of growing that well he's slowly getting there but he played the NHL mark, last couple right? years. taro hirose played nhl last, uh, last couple of years maybe taro Hirose is probably getting closer to not being not developing much more than that at 26 maybe he's a tweener mm-hmm. but a team will take a, a flyer on that right and they have jared mcisaac um He's played pretty well. Like I know the mantra of the Detroit Red Wings is you over ripen your players in the AHL. Right? And then you kind of and then you So they're not up. overwhelmed in the NHL. Yeah, you kinda of go in and you're like, oh, these guys like have a swag or a confidence to them because they just destroyed the AHL type of deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's a luxury that I think more, more teams need to need to follow but you know that's a different story but they have depth pieces too so if they want to buy at the deadline they've got the prospects and young players to do that yeah and they're like hey you know we'll trade you a third for x player it's like sure because we have that it's oh we'll give you x player x young player and a pick for your top player because we have the cap space to do it we have the draft capital to do it we have the young player capital to do it. And they actually have all their picks for the next three years. Yeah. That's wild. They That's basically bought insane. a second line from from yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Like, they're the opposite of the Lightning. <laughs> uh, Lightning extended their entire team yesterday. Yes. All right. Yeah. yeah. I gotta go, but so there's one more. What what is going like? Interesting team I want to talk about. Yeah, Florida Panthers. Oh, okay. Again, Uh have you seen that both Stahl brothers are playing for them? A PTO and a Lehman. Yeah, is that cool though? Like they're gonna play together. They're like. Just the one-year version of the Sedin twins. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I call it that way, but they kind of 
don't have much money at all. That's just, they're they're over the cap already, so that's all yeah. they could really do. Yeah, I just want to bring that up. You know what? There's you know you did bring this up earlier, so I I am I am I, I do have to bring this up. The Vegas Golden Knights. Oh my goodness, that is a team that it was a handout. This team, like, I don't know, the Golden Knights. I heard this argument today. They won too quickly. They got good too quickly. So they don't. So then they they also became like a giant attraction for every single player. No, as in they won so quickly that the expectation is to always keep winning, and you kind of just need to nonstop give up the future to be able to get the new shiny toy. To be consistently but, there. But you haven't had the time in terms of accumulating young players and prospects to be able to do that. Because you've, you've only been a franchise like, for, what, four years? Yeah, and you've always tried to just keep on getting the new shiny toy all the time. You don't... And you know what I mean? Like, a team like, let's say... I'm going to use LA again, just because I'm a fan of the Kings. They ha- they sucked no. for a few years, so they're able to accumulate a lot of young players. You know what I mean? It's not just all from one draft. It's from multiple drafts you're able to get young players. And then and when they choose to deploy it all, they can't because they've got four or five years of young players stashed up. So even if they trade one or two, they still have 30 more. Yeah, but the Golden Knights, they were good so early. They didn't have those four or five years to accumulate players yeah no, i think you're right and and all the first rounders that they've drafted has basically been traded yeah like think about all the trades they've made and what they've had to kind of give up for all of them right for example mark andre Fleury. yes he came from expansion draft they gave him up for nothing because leonard was available you get for Jack Eichel, for example, you gave up Tuck, uh, third, Krebs. First, uh, sorry, Tuck, Krebs, a first, uh, and a second. You know, like I gave him a lot there. Patcheretti. Patcheretti, they gave me up for nothing, but what they give up for Patcheretti, Nick Suzuki, a first, yeah, a second, yeah, third. exactly. Right. So, for example, I go with Paul Stasny. They signed him for a lot. What could they get for him? They could get a tweener defenseman in the fourth round pick. Uh, right. Right? Like, Alec Martinez, for example. He's still the team, but what are teams going to give up for a guy like Alec Martinez right now? And knowing that Vegas is cap-strapped? Yeah. Oh. Like, literally nothing. Another future considerations. Over. Yeah. So, like, you have to make trades like the Shea Weber trade, but you have to give up a guy like Dadnov, who was you gave up a third and Nick Holden for. Right, so, like, they, they overpay and they undersell. Yeah, because they end up getting in these positions where they're like, well, we got to try to win again this year. we got to try to win again this year. Right, but they're kind of making the team worse and worse because they're lose. They're not having the draft capital. They're not having X and Y to yeah. So fill up the holes. Yeah, basically. so they have 
nine forwards in the NHL under contract, six defensemen and one goalie. They've got three guys in the IR. So Lauren Brossois, Nolan Patrick, Nicholas Haig. So you would have, if you add them in there too, you'd have 10 forwards, seven defensemen and two goalies. And you're still over because you still have to sign a bunch of your guys still. Sorry, you'd have more than that. You'd have 12 forwards, uh, seven defensemen and two goalies. That is your bare bones team. And that is that are, is like if no one is injured, that is your team. You're probably over the cap still. They're already over the cap. Yeah, but Shea Weber, the LTIR will will help, I believe. Yeah, but you know what I mean. They're very they're very tight on the cap ready, and you're you're gonna have to make a deal on a like trade a guy like I don't know Martinez. But what are you going to be able to get for him? Marcia shows. It, it, I, I, that's not the point. The point is, you see, you're an opposing GM. You're not bidding for the value of Marcia so because you know the value to the Golden Knights isn't Marcia so. It's the value the space. to the Golden Knights is cap space. It's a space that he gives, uh, he creates. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, again, it's like Ico Stone. Wow, they they gave up Patretti and like Sweetener and Coglin just just to do that, though. And at the same time, it's because they've been so successful. They don't have a lot of depth either in terms of prospects and cheaper younger players because they're not. And order because they're franchise. so successful, right? They've been trading picks. They've been, you know, lower on the uh, draft order, and that that's a good problem to have. Don't get me wrong, right? But now you're kind of you somehow you somehow are four years into your existence, and your window is already closing, which is pretty impressive, actually. That is impressive. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, this is not not a bad problem to have. It's just wild. I think, like the last couple of years, like of Ico and like Petrangelo and hand, like given those big contracts, trading for those guys kind of just made you like a standout from like the rest of the league. It's like, hey, like you know, the cap is just an illusion, basically. Yeah, I don't know. All right, I gotta run. Um, is there any other team you want to talk about? Um, I quietly like the Canes of what they did. How so? Burns for a bit of a discount. Yeah, he's 37, but Burns is Burns. And I think him pairing Slavin as a top Yeah, line. I could see that, yeah. And I think him running the power play, by, like not by himself, but him as the top power point man, I think that's very good. But um, I feel like the issue with the Canes, in my mind at least, was that it was the offense. It was never really the defense. Yeah, but Burns like. is not a defense guy. I guess he's a defenseman on paper, but... Yeah. No, I I, I think they're quietly had a very good off, uh, freedom-friendly too, right? Like, Patch Ready for free. Yeah. was a good deal. And they got Coughlin along That's with true. him. So now your true. defense is Slavin, Burns, Shea, Pesci, Coughlin, uh, Chatfield, or Bear. 
that's that's yeah you know what you do bring a good point yeah they, i think and in terms of goalies they're doing well right they got ranta and Fre- freddie and the other guy they have uh i, forgot, I don't know his name kachekov kachekov sure i have no clue he played pretty well in the a uh, last season okay i will trust you on that one but i think that and then you know patrick for free this is like a 30 goal scorer for free yeah, that's relatively risk-free. Yeah, just a one-year type. It's of one year. It's like whatever. You need offense. This guy scores thirty goals. Have fun. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. So, I, I think I like the Canes what they did the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, but that's that's really it for me. I think there's a lot more teams, obviously, but I think we're kind of running out of time. So yes, I gotta go. Um, so lucky you. You know why? I don't want to. Oh, I do know. Because uh, I do know. I don't why. have time for. Uh, I don't have time for. Uh, what's it called? Jeffrey explains today. I figured. So that sucks. But uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, end the podcast because we. You gotta go, and I don't want to do it. Jeffrey says without Jeffrey. There you go. All right. Final thoughts, though. Uh, I think there's a few more guys on the board. So like. Kadri, I think he's salivating. It's just seeing what happened the last few days. So I think seeing seeing that happening, it's just like, you know, it's still hap- We still got this happening, and I think we're gonna go slower, right, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I think we'll still have next week's episode, and then uh, we'll discuss we'll discuss from there. Yeah. All but right. Bloomberg's still there. Like, there's still a lot of pretty good free agents on the board. It's not like bare bones. So Agreed. I think it's going to be fun. Agreed. Um, my final thought is uh, I don't have one. Uh, and I will uh, see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bag Fucks Podcast, part of the National Podcast Network. You want to complain about us? You can tweet us at BOP underscore POD on Twitter. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you soon. <laughs>